Welcome back, BBB Army, to our channel, BBB Army Hearts to Hearts. My name is Ruth. And I'm Nicole. I apologize again if I seem very low energy. I got sick again. Hi. Hashtag teacher life. Mm. But you sound great and you look great. I am better than yesterday. Yesterday I was battling a fever. But it's a new day and what matters is that your body is doing slightly better than yesterday. Better. Holy crap, so much better. <laughs> I'm going to try my best for this episode because this episode is important and I'm here for it. So that's what that's what counts. Exactly. BBB Army, Ruth and I have an amazing and special episode planned today. For anyone who doesn't know, December is quite a special month for the BBB Army <laughs> and especially Black Veil Brides because Andy mother Beersack, his birthday is December 26th. And like everyone knows, we always do a birthday episode for the guys. And that is what is happening in today's episode. Yes, two days, because before we get into all the information with Andy, as last year, we are going to take the next two weeks off from our show for the holidays. We apologize. I know most of you look to every week and stuff for our episodes, but with the holidays coming up and everything, things get busy for both of us that we are going to be taking the next two weeks off, but it's a good chance to binge watch all the other episodes. Gives you guys a chance to catch up on any episodes that you may have missed in the past. So this is an early birthday gift for the one and only Andy Beersack. Yes. And we do want to also apologize <laughs> to anyone <laughs> just in case if any kind of misinformation is said, but we want to point out, we are getting all the information from Andy's book. Andy's so book. coming from Andy himself. Andy's book. And this, on mine, I put colorful bookmarks. I did my research on this. Yes. Again, we are apologizing. Chris, Amy Beersack. Hello, if you're watching this, we hope we get every single fact right. Again, we went to the main source, his book. Andy, we went to your book too. So we apologize if we get any facts right. And we do know that there's so much information out of Andy, not only from his book, from obviously the Andy show, any interviews that he's done from magazines, radios, um, uh, videos too, that there's so much information out there about this man that if we were going to dive into every single interview that he has done and information's out there this video I don't think it would be four hours it would be 10 hours let's face it <laughs> be a whole day's worth <laughs> peep the makeup you guys Ruth and I pretty much did very similar Andy war paint and yeah. please know every time that we do a birthday episode we don't tell each other like no. which war paint we're picking oh, from the guys we just go for it and surprise one it. another yes we do we we went with the same kind of eye makeup type deal one thing I love about Andy's war paint is that one line that he does every single time I don't know why it's just capsification I love it so that's what I have I going on this close <laughs> to doing that today but I was like no I I, I should have it's okay it's okay Nicole. And we got the stitch and everything, so it works out. Yes. We got the stitch and the main eye concept. That's what matters. Exactly. So we are going to dive into the information of everything of Andy. <laughs> There's a lot of information that he provides us from this book. Again, a lot of colorful bookmarks right here that I did. And I told Nicole this later on the week and stuff, but riddle me this. I was able to get like four pages of notes on Andy just on his book. And yet in college, I had to drag myself to get notes to get my degree. 
Because Blackfield Brides is worth it. <laughs> this is knowledge that we can actually retain. <laughs> so just like in every past episode of all the guys' birthday videos, we're going to start in the main points of Andy's and his childhood years. Let us start off. Yeah, like we said, he was born in December 26, 1990 in Cincinnati, Ohio. And obviously the army knows this kind of already, but Chris and Amy Bearsack are his parents of usual. And Chris show this a lot on social media that his parents are very supportive of Andy, no matter what he does and put his mind to, and that they're his first heroes. Full name is obviously, if anyone doesn't know, Andrew Dennis Bearsack. Mm-hmm. And as Ruth said, Amy and Chris are his parents, and he's also extremely close, both with his mom and dad and his grandparents as well. Some information I read over his books is that his mom taught him value of kindness over wealth, and that is actually his mom who taught him how to do the basics of makeup with eyeliner and stuff, and that, I know that's kind of, I was laughing so cute, I was like, oh, okay, that's cute and stuff. And growing up that Amy had a very busy work schedule, but again, Amy did everything she could. And in the book, Andy would remember his mom coming into his room to kiss him goodnight and stuff, even though he was asleep. So with that, he did spend a lot of time with Chris during his upbringings. And I was laughing at this part in the book that Chris would come up with reasons to get Andy out of school to go to baseball games. That must have been so fun (laughs) for him, though getting out of school like I wish that my parents would do that with me when I was younger my my parents would not they would want me to get my education (laughs) that's the same here but with that being said Andy's also that he's a huge family person he didn't really have many friends growing up actually he was kind of more on the loner side he spent most times hanging out with grandparents cousins and in his book he did actually state something that I think is actually just absolutely amazing is he spent so much time like with his aunts and his Mm -hmm. female cousins and his mom Mm -hmm. that he has grown up to just really respect women and just really gain a lot of knowledge and insight from them which I find to be just absolutely beautiful I I love that what you said I always find it fascinating with just like when people are so close with their grandparents, unfortunately, I wasn't really close with my grandparents, but he was very close with his grandparents that in his book, unfortunately, his grandfather passed away while he was in tour in 2012 when he was opening show for Motley Crue that he went home as soon as possible and had to cancel the shows because his grandparents meant that much to him and that his grandparents actually were a part of the albums like we have his grandfather doing the voice from We Stitch These Wounds from the the first intro, I should say, his grandma too for the Ghost of Ohio albums. And the fact that his grandma actually came to Warp Tour one year to see him play and stuff. And Andy was so happy to have her there. So I know those, if you guys haven't seen those pictures, because there are pictures online. It's even in the book. <laughs> yes. They're in the book as well. It's absolutely adorable. It's freaking amazing. He's definitely a family man and it just makes my heart warmed up. It's just so amazing that he cares about his family. He's very close to his family and everything. And that for him to cancel shows, to go straight back home and stuff, like that shows a lot. It really does. And, you know, I feel like that's kind of maybe one of the more 
beautiful aspects of not really growing up and hanging out with as many kids is it does give you that opportunity to spend more time with your family and getting to know them and how they grew up and just getting to know their life. And something that he also had stated in his book is that he kind of almost felt too intelligent for other kids as well. <laughs> he kind of, they kind of seem too childish for him. And this is like a child saying this at age, what, eight years old. I'm, I'm, I'm too smart for these kids. <laughs> well, I mean, Andy's very intelligent. I mean, come on. There's oh, no yes. <laughs> That's why maybe that's one of the reasons why I get so nervous around him because I don't want to sound dumb. <laughs> that is the same here. I'm like, vocabulary. Like, I just need to like English. pull up a whole oh, vocabulary okay. list I'm when out. talking with him. <laughs> I know. It's just like, I can't English with you, sir, because of these reasons. Because you're super, super intelligent. I know. Like, I feel like I'm intelligent on paper, but when speaking, I'm just like, duh. I'm just intelligent in art. That's it. <laughs> Along with that intelligence, though, I feel was heavily influenced by one of his favorite bands, Kiss, growing up. He mm. does state in his book that he wanted to pretty much be exactly like the lead vocalist and the guitarist in the band Kiss because the they just carried themselves yeah. so well and they were so intelligent when they spoke in interviews that he literally would like religiously watch these so that way he could get the vocabulary down so that way he could actually sound intelligent exactly like they were in interviews I remember reading that I do I think he even said like how Paul from Kiss spoke his intelligent and that he was fearless when he calls upon defending his band too that he wrote in his book. Yes. And for anyone that doesn't know, Andy's very first album that he bought was the Revenge album from Kiss. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of obvious to the BBB Army. The two interests that Andy has growing up was um, music and sports. So when it came to music, Kiss. It was Kiss. <laughs> and Kiss because his dad had a cards of Kiss and that he just found and started looking through it and just got amazed by his band. He even said in this book, like he believes he's an even bigger fan of Kiss than his own dad. I know that had me cracking up, but I believe it. Oh, <laughs> yes. True, Chris? Is Andy a Did bigger fan than collection? And you know, Kiss taught him how important it is to give an audience a reason to sing along to it and now how. Yes. And then with introduction of Kiss, it led him to finding other bands like AFI and the Misfits and everything. He just loved the theatrical that they produced when performing and everything, the looks, the aesthetics. I mean, and when it comes to sports, obviously, if it's not already seen already, if you're living under a rock, Cincinnati Bengals. Mm -hmm. Who day? I know. Everyone must know that Andy's favorite football team is the Bengals. Come on. Bengals. Bengals. Fun fact, when we were at the Cincinnati show, uh, the Bengals were perform were playing and uh, during VIP healers said like, okay, the Bengals are playing right now. I'm going to ask you guys what the score is and stuff. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> so along with sports, if anyone doesn't know, Andy also grew up playing hockey. A little fun fact with that. He actually, he found like the hockey mask to be really cool and captivating, almost like Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th, which is actually what later on got him into hockey. His dad even co-founded a team with another family and and he, they ended up naming the team the Cincinnati Swords. He played hockey with the Cincinnati Swords. And then in the book, it does say they had a fallout. So he then joined another team called the Lexington Snake Eyes. 
and then he joined mm-hmm. another team called the Cincinnati Storms. Yeah, and I think he played roughly into his teen years. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure his teen years yeah, is kind of when it years. came to an end. He did say that playing sports for the first time, he faced people being genuinely mean to him. You got to think these these are children playing probably like what what they uh, maybe like age nine or eight through eight through ten like young kids and you have parents booing them and telling them to like elbow them in the throat or something like that is bizarre I've got parents (laughs) I've never been to a hockey game I've experienced some on video clips but surprisingly hockey games can get pretty intense so for kids it's all about having fun and enjoying the sport enjoying being a team player and these parents are just like get them in the throw you know like you would think why? that right but no it's all about competition and stuff competitive parents competitive parents also what coming with his like interest like i know his main interests were like sport and music but music though you know he he loved musical theater and he kind of mm-hmm. grew on that and developed that from actually the Lion King, Disney, the Lion King. And I found this so funny. This mom's Barbara Streisand VHS tape. And it did say in the book that Phantom of the Opera is he's a big fan of that. If I'm not mistaken, uh, from reading in the book, I believe a lot of that love and interest, because if anyone that doesn't know, Andy does suffer from extreme anxiety mm-hmm. And I believe like, as Ruth said, when his father would like take him to go to baseball games, there was at one point during one of the shows that there was a man that had like a heart attack and he did drop dead. And like for like a seven, eight year old child or six years old, I can't remember the age that he said, but that, that can be kind of traumatizing almost in a way but as he said he didn't it's something that he didn't quite fully understand right away until later on. And going off of that like again he did witness a heart attack that's what happened to the guy in the baseball game um that later on you know he did say afraid of the dark and powerful forces would kill him and it kind of ties into a little bit that the wretched divine cover of that Mm -hmm. shadow figure more the idea could could something get me like that so that was his like fear of that what we see in the wretched divine cover yes which i thought that was absolutely cool andy did say that he was able to turn like that scary darkness into Mm -hmm. a healthy obsession after finding bands like misfits Mm -hmm. and there is okay i can't lie i have to quote this because i was reading it i was so happy i was like oh my gosh and it's you guys i'm gonna read you a little quote here what chapter Chapter five. Okay, chapter five. Here we go. Mm. Death and baseball. Andy, he quotes a very important quote from one of my favorite, my all-time favorite movie, The Crow. Okay. In, <laughs> in one scene in the comic book movie, classic The Crow, crime boss Top Dollar admires a snow globe with a tiny cemetery inside of it. Dad gave this to me fifth birthday, he explains. He said, childhood's over the moment you know you're going to die. Oh, that is a quote that has stuck with okay. me forever when I was since I was a kid. So growing up, going into school at a very young age, Andy actually enrolled in a Roman Catholic school, which fun fact, it's the same school that his mom went to while she was growing up. I believe that Andy started going there in third grade all the way up to fifth grade. He actually ended up getting booted out because they claimed that he was not Catholic enough. And then the school proceeded to like guilt trip his parents, like make them feel guilty about everything. It's a pretty shitty situation. I do not whatsoever support that school environment or district as an educator (laughs) say someone you're not catholic enough to be in the school i'm sorry what (laughs) 
Uh, seems kind of judgmental to me. Very judgmental. And, mm-hmm. you know, his parents saw how hard it was for him. Just He was struggling in traditional school that they thought of the other school, which um, is called the School of Creative Performing Arts, SCAP. And he auditioned for it to get in. And <laughs> it made me laugh because for his audition, he sang a song from the musical uh, show Oklahoma. <laughs> that was funny. And then his drama department, he auditioned a drama reading of his lyrics of the misfits, dig her up, dig up her bones. <laughs> and apparently they liked it enough that they accepted him into that school. For his freshman year, that's where he attended school. And he came very close to one of the teachers there, David Roth. Uh, he became a very important mentor, mentor to him and gave him a chance to be on stage and taught him how to connect to audience that and you know just seeing that that just shout out to a teacher as for me it makes my heart melt because like even though yes teachers are underpaid we go through a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. you're there as educators to impact students life and the fact that this teacher impacted Andy a lot to mention him in his book and this teacher David gave him a chance understood him and stuff was not judging him whatsoever it's like hey I see talent in you and pushed him a little bit too it's just, it's just like yes educators those are the educators we need more of I know I agree I feel like a lot of schools are hiring educators that just don't care to teach it's, really it's, yeah it's 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 true and it makes my heart break because I love what I do talent scouts actually came to the school and the talent scouts actually came to him and with that he was in two commercials, which you can find on YouTube, which Andy stated on his book. First commercial was a Montana meth project, a PSA, and an ATM commercial. Did you actually go and like watch those? I remember <laughs> watching very first time the meth project one. The ATM, yeah. ATM, ATNT, oh my God. AT&T, AT&T. <laughs> thank you, AT&T one. I had no idea until I read the book and I'm like, what and so I looked it up and I'm like you could there he is like barely vaguely in the background I'm like ah okay that meth one I so a fun fact I actually found that while in school like I can't lie doing like some deep digging (laughs) some research on Andy for like a school project and that's what I I came across that and I was like no way he did a good job acting in it like damn scared the shit out of me I didn't want to do meth yeah he did a really good one on that Obviously, that was very successful for him. He got some money off of that. Mm-hmm. But it does say in the book, like, which, oh my God, when I read this part in this book, it made me so mad. Like, honestly, Andy, I am so sorry this happened to you your freshman year over there at that school. That after he came back from doing those commercials, the director who brought the tout scouts to the school was no longer there when he came back. So the replacement didn't see his merit to his trips so they would say they had to stay back a year even though andy talked to the school and admin saying like and admin made this whole plan like take this binder and stuff to do your work you'll still be good and stuff they didn't accept it at all they like no we're not going to accept it you're still you're going to be hold back a year and andy did not want to go through that he didn't he didn't when he left that school it just it brought back the isolation feelings that he had again because he really enjoyed that school he felt accepted in that 
that school. Yes. And that school is actually where he met one of his really good friends, Chance. Anyone who does not know who Chance is. (laughs) Andy and Chance have created a really fun YouTube channel together back when they were younger. (laughs) Those videos are gold. Yes. The most randomest and funniest skits you guys will find. Lightning Thunderstein. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh my about. God. Hello, my name is Lightning Thunderstein and I want to wish you a Merry Hanukkah. <laughs> Those, okay. They were just so random, the Andy and Chance videos. They're so random. I remember one, I think it was a skit that they were doing. Were they like drinking Coke or something? And they just like, keep going, keep going. Andy, don't stop, keep going. I'm I'm here watching this in high school and I'm like, why is it so hard to drink Coke? <laughs> yeah, I thought the whole thing was, I just thought that maybe Andy just didn't like soda. Maybe, or here I am thinking like, do they have Mentos in their mouth and that's why they can't drink it as Oh, fast? you know, that could have been too. I don't, man, I have to really like go back. I, I watched these religiously in school. You can still find clips. I don't know if the original account is still up or not on YouTube. It may have been taken down. I- but for anyone that has like shared it on other channels, like you might be able to find bits and pieces of it. Pieces. There was one skits that they did where Andy was dressed up as Sweeney Todd. I thought that was the coolest yes. thing ever. I know. Made a damn good Sweeney Todd. Yes, he did. Whew. As you said, not being able to go to that school brought him back to like isolation and everything. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, that's when he started to be homeschooled. Mm-hmm. But along with that, This is kind of like the opportunity that was given to him because he found MySpace. Good old MySpace. I miss MySpace. (laughs) You didn't care for it too much? I love it. really. I was mostly into YouTube. See, that's fair. I wasn't into YouTube. I was more into MySpace. I don't know why. I just, it was a thing, but. Made one because everyone else was making one whatever yeah you know you're like just follow the trend or whatever but Andy spent most of his time on MySpace that is truly where he connected and found other people who felt the same way he did they enjoyed certain things and it was a way for him to talk to people about the things that he enjoyed as well other people that would actually understand and listen to him and that's where Andy Six came his username Andy Six came from MySpace. Yes, come on. MySpace wasn't about using your real name. Like no, you had to have it. like some sort of stage like, name on like, MySpace. There was like weird like usernames like RAR, XOXO. I, I actually don't even remember my username. <laughs> I don't remember mine either. But I think along with that MySpace, that's when Andy started doing some video vlogs for anyone who may have come across some of his really great mysterious vlogging. Oh my God, I just have to point out mother snowing one i was just gonna gonna, thank you for bringing that up how many motherfuckers can he say in that sentence i don't know but it was a lot it was like every sentence snowing like a motherfucker outside right now and motherfuckers snow a lot i don't i don't know if you know about that but uh in the early in the early 1920s uh, motherfuckers used to snow a lot like a lot I'm talking like 30 feet of snow per mother my favorite vlog that he did though <laughs> was when all I can remember the only like thought that I have in my head right now is when he's like he, the, the chair is not working for him oh, like, yeah. it keeps the like falling broke. apart or something no more yeah chair. I know so the chair <laughs> is dead <laughs> oh my god the, the chair that I'm sitting in right now is falling apart 
Okay. Don't get done. Don't worry about this. So the chair's dead. I miss your vlog so much. Like, I know you did a little bit during the pandemic, and I appreciate it so much. It was like deja vu and everything. Do your v DIY V-cut shirts and stuff. Your old vlogs, too, about the snow. The chair is dead. You did some She's other dead. ones, too. But it was just like, Andy, I miss your vlog so much. <laughs> I know. Me, too. Oh Bring it God. all back, good sir. Oh. They're so quotable. I'm sorry. They are. They are. No, they are. Like, we had, you guys have been noticing, we've just been quoting it this whole time. Um, but like, that's what Andy did to stay really relevant on MySpace, you know, because MySpace is kind of a way, it was a music scene, to be honest. And that's where he started to like put his music and he would do vlogs. That's where the pictures came in, you know, taking yep. photos of himself and dressing up because one of his biggest things was stay relevant, you know, keep putting yourself out there. More people will come and they will actually pay attention to what he's doing. And they did. He created a huge fan base just simply off MySpace alone. He did. And I think Chris has said this when we had him in our show and I think in other interviews that Chris didn't really understand why he was so focused on MySpace. Like he would actually start <laughs> bugging Andy, like, get off, go outside, have some fun. But now looking back, he's like, he was building a platform. He was building an mm -hmm. audience. Yes. To be fair, in his book, he did say if he wasn't spending all of his time on MySpace, he was working at yes. one of his first jobs, which was at a print screening place. He made three bucks an hour. Woohoo! <laughs> Beyond the scrimp printing, I do believe the other job that he did have was working in an art museum, I which saw I can that. totally see that. So as we all know, when Andy turned 18 years old, that's when he made the decision to move to LA. Yeah, he never looked back. Never looked back to any of his son in this book when his mom took him to the airport and Andy hugged her saying, I'll see you later. Amy knew. No, no, you won't. No, he was completely dedicated to making this band a reality. And kudos to that because I feel like not when times get tough, people give up. So I know we made a whole video about the Knives and Pens music video about him going to set where his girlfriend at the time was filming the Rob Zombie remake Halloween movie where he met Patrick. Patrick gave him a shot for the Knives and Pens music video. You could definitely check out that video because we definitely went more into details with the Knives and Pens music video. Also, when moving to LA, he met Sandra through his girlfriend at the time. I honestly did not know this until I read it. It was actually Sandra who introduced Andy to Richard Villa III. I found that quite interesting as well when I was reading the book. Because I, I always wondered how they came across each right? other. And I was like, oh, it was Sandra. Because I think BBB Army, if you don't know who Richard Villa III is, he is the artist who has done all of the covers from Lisa Cheeseman's to Vale. He is very close to Andy. Andy pretty much thinks of him as a brother and everything. And they're, they're just super close. And Richard Villa III has an exhibition a show art museum in LA and at that time I think it was 2009 he was looking for a band to play in his like, exhibition and Sandra said what about Blackville Brides so so a little fun fact while Andy was also in living in Los Angeles this is at a time when all the old members are out and you now have Jake Pitts and you have Jinx uh Andy and Jake actually <laughs> ended up sharing a apartment together known as the compound they also had like three other people living mm -hmm. with them <laughs> very small place and this is a one bedroom apartment one by the bedroom way. apartment almost like a studio so like very small and you got like four or five people living in there <sighs> it became a very infamous amongst LA because there were parties like it was a party house <laughs> yeah literally 
every night. Every I night. mean, I think Andy described it as it definitely looked like a sketchy club, like a sketchy rock club that you would walk into because I guess when people came in, they would just hand them acrylic paint and be like, yeah, doodle all over the walls, do whatever you want. Like what? I mean, to be fair, like Andy was like, what, 19... 18 when oh, he yeah. got the compound. He was young, a teenager. And so, you know, as a young adult-ish, we do stupid things. Yes, we do. And I believe that this is also at a time where Blackville Brides had kind of really gotten their first big break and gotten that check. And it was kind of like a dream of theirs to kind of spend it on their favorite alcohol. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Many the one that they nights. all... The one they got all tattooed on their arms. <laughs> Seagrams. I actually have that written down. Okay. I love Seagrams, you guys. Mm, really, it's delicious, honestly. Ruth, was it your first time having Seagrams when you came over? Mm-hmm. Ah, what did you think of it? Oh, it was good. Better than it was good. Uh, Truly's or Mike's Lemonade or stuff. But that is actually at a time when Andy actually got a Seagram tattoo. He actually has two Seagram tattoos, in fact. One of which has the words American rock and roll surrounding the number seven Seagram. And the other tattoo is a koala holding a Seagram that is dressed as Andy Beersack. I remember that (laughs) tattoo. (sighs) I know. It's so cute. And I always wondered, I wonder the story behind that. So now I know and I'm happy. I know. Seagram's, Seagram's, compound. Seagram's are great. Try them if you haven't. Kind of tracking back just a little bit. As OG BBB members know, the very first EP that Andy was a part of, I guess, of Blackville Brides was a Sex and Hollywood EP. That was the very first time Andy was in a, rec- or a recording studio, I should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, he does say in his book that he didn't really write much of the songs that came in that EP, like A Devil for Me, Hello, My Hate, and Sex in Hollywood. It, he didn't have much impact. He didn't really write the songs of it. So, But it was a way for the name to get out, felt for sure. Yeah, I believe he said he just wrote like a few verses. Yeah, he wrote a few. For him. He didn't like re- write the whole thing. He had a little bit of input to it. And I thought that was a little bit of an interesting fun fact too. But you know, one thing that he did not mention in the book though, that I was a little sad about was that song, This Prayer for You. Still wondering, Andy, is that a song that you wrote or was that also kind of something that was just verse and choruses? But along with that though, he did mention that when it came to the songs, We Stitch These Wounds and The Mortician's Daughter, he came up with the concepts and the lyrics for those two songs before the actual album We Stitch These Wounds came out. Yes. And with We Stitch These Wounds, it was April 2010 was the first recording of that very first album. One also little fun fact about the compound (laughs) is many drunken nights, you guys, lots of parties. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, I think they they would invite over some friends, but then, you know, those friends bring more friends. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes like this huge gathering. Someone very special actually came into that compound Juliet Sims actually walked into that compound with one of her friends and, but they never, Andy and Juliet never like saw each other, never talked to each other. They didn't even know each other at that time, obviously. So it is a little funny that they came into each other's lives and like, didn't even know it. That is hilarious. We mentioned in the compound, there is a lot of drinking and Andy does say in his book that, you know, he drank a lot during his young years. And he does say that throughout the whole album's recording you know he was drunk he drank a lot and um 
it does say in during the fourth album that he convinced he had to be drunk to be at his best creativity side and drinking you know i get it like you're a rock star you're trying to fit in and stuff but it wasn't really until one of his close friends chris holly who was the guitar tech during bbb and stuff they would have very deep deep conversations and everything and their last conversation that they had was about self-loading and self-destruction and everything and then that was during when they were touring and then andy came back and just like slept because he was exhausted when he woke up next thing you know he got all these notifications unfortunately telling that his friend chris holly passed away and obviously that hit andy very hard and i can only imagine the feelings he was going through losing a very close friend like that but in the book he does said like he made a pact with him after that conversation the last conversation i had and andy had to see through it and that he kept his word and from that day on he just stopped drinking he stopped and he didn't go to aa he didn't go to rehab he just stopped and it was 2015 the warp tour that he was ever sober like he was sober and you know he accepted the fact that he's just anxieties and he's anxious all the time and everything and one thing that i he did say in the book is like when jake went after everything with his mom and stuff and how jake changed his ways to be living a better lifestyle you know andy always admired that and so for andy just to stop drinking and kept his word to his friend you know that's a lot of strength that he did and a lot of willpower and I'm sorry, Andy, that you lost your friend, Chris, like that. In fact, his first time recording an album sober was his solo project, The Shadow Side. Yeah. Pretty much set the world on fire, Wretched and Divine, Black Four. Brides 4. Four. Those were all recorded while Andy was like piss-ash drunk. Mm-hmm. And if you guys listen to his solo projects and then you listen to the album Veil and Beyond, I'm pretty sure you guys can notice a difference difference in his voice like I know that Andy does say in the book that he sounds much better which yes he does like I feel like when he was drunk there's more of like that raspiness Raspiness. to it and more yeah and we're now it's it's a lot more smoother you know Andy has admitted that he's done some (laughs) really stupid shit in the past that he probably should have but he was young still learning in that business and how how to handle it and stuff and you know again for him just to quit drinking in general and now look at him now he's living better he looks i mean he looks amazing <laughs> but you could definitely tell the difference in his voice for sure you can the willpower to just stop drinking cold yeah. turkey i mean kudos to you andy because Seriously. that's not something a lot of people can say that they have done and the fact that you were willing to do that and never look back it's it's incredible and it speaks for itself Andy Black. Okay, so BBB Army knows is that Andy has two solo projects that he did. The Shadow Side and Ghost of Ohio. And as we just said, Shadow Side was the very first album that he did sober. And the Shadow Side was released on May 6, 2016. <laughs> he did say in his book that he wanted to experiment with more of a synth-based sound. He wanted to experience with sound and stuff. And he even said the Shadow Side demonstrated his fuller understanding on the positive things he has in life. And actually, mm-hmm. when his friend Chris Hawley passed away, Beautiful Pain, he wrote it about him. And it was actually the Shadow Side, when making that album, it made him fall in love with mu- making music again. Because, you know, the BB Army, when the Shadow Side came out, you know, there was a lot of things going around, especially when Veil came out and everything. And 
stuff and things that happened behind the scenes and stuff like just to hear that making the shadow side made him love mu- making music again it just makes me happy mm. which later andy ended up releasing another solo project uh, known as the ghost of ohio which was released april April 12th of 2019. With that came the Ghost of Ohio comic book as well. Check it out if you haven't. Comic book was released on May 7th, 2019. Yes, I believe if I'm not mistaken, like when you pre-ordered the album, I think that was another thing that you could pre-order with it, wasn't it? Or was that like its own separate thing? I thought it was separate. It might've been, but I'm pretty sure it was like kind of near the same time frame of Mm pre-ordering the album. But if you guys even watch the music videos that were released with that, The Ghost of Ohio, that's basically all about his old haunts. Mm -hmm. It's super incredible. We highly recommend checking it out because there is so much information that you will find with that album. And with the release of both of these albums and The Ghost of Ohio and stuff, uh, obviously Andy went on touring for these albums, Mm -hmm. first with The Shadow Side, And then with the Ghost of Ohio, it was the Ghost of Ohio tour that Lonnie Eagleton performed with him during that. And that Andy was completely enamored by him, was like in awe by him. was like, who is this beautiful angel? (laughs) This is funny, though, because like Lonnie was a fan of BBB, but he did. Andy did not know in like for months that Lonnie was a fan of BBB until I guess either he found out or Lonnie told him. It's like, yeah, I'm a fan. It's like, dude, Lonnie's hair was wild on that tour. too. Yes, it was. I still remember the guitar battle in the Ghost of Ohio tour. Perfect. But yeah, I mean, with Lonnie touring with Andy, they got close and everything. And that Lonnie brought the energy that inspired him to bring back to the band's purest form of Blackville Rides. And if anyone who did go to the Ghost of Ohio tour, mm-hmm. you can definitely see the energy that was brought on stage. I, for one, can definitely say that just being there and witnessing everything, Andy and Lonnie clicked just like that. There's so many jokes on stage with Lonnie. I mean, he was picking on him, but it was absolutely it adorable. Was <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Like when I went to the Ghost of Ohio tour, like I saw Lonnie with his awesome hairdo and doing what he does on the guitars. I'm like, he's a really good guitarist. And it's just like, he's really cool. I like him. And then when, obviously when the night EP came out with the two music videos, I'm like, that is Lonnie. I was flabbergasted, honestly. <laughs> so we're sorry if we're kind of like going off here and there, but we kind of do want to bring it back here for There's just a lot of a information. <laughs> There's so much information, you guys. Once again, we highly recommend reading the book. book, reading it. Right now, we're just taking little tidbits from it and just kind of throwing them at you here. But we did want to address like his religious aspects in life. So as everyone knows, Andy is not really a religious person at all, despite him going to Catholic school and everything. He was actually completely enamored and fascinated when going because of all the the pictures and the stained glasses. A lot of that, it appealed to him. You know, it was very gory and graphic and something like that just caught his attention. And for anyone who has been listening to Black Veil Brides for quite some time, you may have noticed some religious aspects in songs that he does write. I do feel that you hear a lot of it in Wretched and Divine and Four, actually. But believe it or not, there is a little bit that you do actually hear in We Stitch These Wounds, something that I had taken down from what he had written in his book, Sweet Blasphemy. And this is where I'm like completely- you to say that. I'm going to let Nicole say that because that's her favorite song. So (laughs) I love Sweet Blasphemy. So you all know, like that is literally the anthem for Outcast, And 
something beautiful about music is we all view it differently. It speaks to everyone in different ways. And for Andy, he had stated that, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this word, you guys, but a lot of the religious iconography and history has resulted in what he stated inner turmoil and conflict that came out into the lyrics of Sweet Blasphemy itself. As he stated, the song isn't an anti-Jesus or anti-religion, but an anti-exclusion. It's against the idea of faith as a weapon against those who don't share it, against those who don't share it. And I was just completely mind blown when I had read that because you know, I did notice a little bit of like religious aspects, as I stated in Wretched and Divine and Blackville Brides 4, but I never really considered it in We Still Choose Women. So after reading that, I really had to like take a step back and go and re-listen to We Stitch These Wounds and re-listen to Sweet Blasphemy to completely understand. And I, I just, I highly recommend for anyone that didn't fully know um the religious stuff like you should definitely dig deeper when listening to these yes. when listening to this, all the black bright albums in general because they hit it in every single album and nicole and i have already discussed is that that needs to be a separate episode that we are going to definitely do it's really yes. dive into all of these songs that dissect and come from the religious standpoint of like the bible and stories but when when it comes to religion like uh, and like nicole said like andy is not hasn't put a label to his beliefs he hasn't but he was very grateful that they were there for his grandparents a lot because his grandparents mm-hmm. were definitely religious and definitely read the bible and stories but he was very grateful that god angels were there for his grandma and stuff and and i think it said in one point in this book like you know, he respects it. He's not going to preach or anything to people like, Mm -hmm. oh, you don't believe in this or you believe in that. How dare you? And stuff like, no, he's not going to do that. I think it comes, it just goes to, you know, respect. Like you, Nicole, believe in something that I may not believe. And I believe in something that you may not believe as long as they respect. Obviously, I'm not going to shove it down your throat (laughs) or vice versa. I guess that kind of goes like (laughs) back back in my childhood, my mom thought I was joining the cult. (laughs) Everyone literally thinks that Blackville Brides is like some satanic group. And it's just like, come on, really? One thing about Andy is that (laughs) Nicole mentioned Juliet actually stepped into the compound, but they did not know or saw each other because house party. (laughs) But I guess where Andy first laid his eyes on Juliet was Warped Tour. And Warped Tour was very important to him because there were so many memories. And one was actually meeting Juliet, or as now she goes by Lil Azar. Uh, he was very captured by her voice. Just like very like, who is she? Like, wow. And they got married on April 15, 2016. And they're still going strong. So I'm super happy for them. And he said in his book that she inspires him to apply to himself and work harder at the techniques that technique sides of what they do and they would have these incredible conversations like these deep intricate conversations and veil the album when they call my name is actually about those conversations that they would have i love that song too it's such a good song they're still going strong they mean a lot to each other i mean let's face it when we saw those photos of their wedding and everything i will admit fangirl heart was broken at the same time I was happy for them yeah and I think it's great that still to this day like they continue to help influence Mm -hmm. each other day in and day out and I mean I think that's really something that people 
should look for when finding someone, someone who can inspire them every single day, be their rock, be their mold. And I think it's so fantastic that Julia and Andy have that with each other. And who knows? I mean, I know that she was touring with them and his band for the first leg of Trinity of Terror. I don't know if that will ever happen again where she gets to open up for his band again, but it was actually awesome to see them tour together for leg one of the Trinity of Terror tour. And she's a wonderful artist herself. I love her voice. I love her new album. I hope nothing for the best for them, honestly. And another little fun fact that Warped Tour, when they did meet, she actually had her band Automatic Love Letter. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. All the th- projects and achievements Andy has done from all the years. So obviously, Black for Bride's big achievement that he's done. Make it mm-hmm. into reality. Still going strong till today. This book. <laughs> He wrote with his friend, uh, Ryan J. Downey, uh, was released on December 15, 2020. Then we have first movie he was in, American Satan, his first acting gig, October 13, 2017. Which I have to point out something really interesting with American Satan, because reading his book, Andy did state that anytime that he would like put on these performances for like his parents and everything, he always used the name Johnny. He had some fascination with the name Johnny and American Satan. The name was Johnny. So Andy, I must know, was that like you? Did you like, did you pick the name or did that just kind of just happen for you? I I have to know. Uh, We must know now. And with American Satan, as we all know, was a spinoff TV series on Amazon Prime called Paradise City. Season one was released on March 21st, 2021. Wow, really? Wow. Uh, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> and Andy's been a big part of Never Take It Off jewelry line, which mm-hmm. I have multiple of. Oh my God. <laughs> Not to mention all the magazines that they've been in. Like oh, Andy did sure. state in his book that he wanted to be in magazines like Revolver, Kerrang, and Outpress. And in every single, every single one. one. You did it. And then albums. Solo projects. Solo projects, graphic novel, even with the fans of tomorrow, still mm-hmm. waiting for issue two. And Golden God Awards. You cannot forget the Golden mm-hmm. God Awards, all the awards that he has won. I believe he has won like best vocalist. Yep. And didn't he also win? Wasn't it? If I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Didn't they have the hottest man alive award or some shit like that? Or most probably it would like not that. surprise me sure if they did that. and he won it. So like, yeah. And they also won, you know, best band. Like those are huge achievements. And obviously the most recent project is the Andy Black, Edgar Allan Poe, which Nicole has in her background. I am still waiting for mine. So <laughs> I hope you get your suit. I know. Me too. Me too. But Andy let's just face it. Andy keeps, oh my God, keeps us on our toes. He always is doing all these projects. He even says on the Andy show, which we haven't even talked about yet. The Andy show was a thing he started doing on Patreon, which the first episode was out on November 7th, 2016, which you guys, the Andy show is only viewable on Patreon. We have released like many episodes on their YouTube channel mm-hmm. and stuff. So you could definitely look that up, but it was, it was funny because the Andy show, I think Nicole forwarded me the link because his mom, Amy, did like one interview with these two other ladies and they were talking about Andy and how I think either it was at the one of the schools he attends, someone say, this is not the Andy show. And here comes the podcast on <laughs> Patreon, the Andy show. So 
we could go into so much detail oh, about how the Andy show came about, but we highly recommend that you guys read his book. He goes into great detail about how that came about. Yes. It's it's worth the read. And just watch all the videos on Patreon and make yourself a Patreon and stuff because definitely it's just a different side of Andy we don't get to see as much on during interviews mm-hmm. because we see that goofy side and stuff. He definitely is interaction with fans and everything it's just amazing to watch so we definitely recommend it yes it is something that he actually does with his cousin joe flanders um they literally guys they do a bunch of random shit on there from oh my god they just do such random things i'm just like every episode i'm like okay what random thing are you guys gonna do you guys have to check it out there is so much information about you i don't know how long this video is but we hope we got the majority of information that's out there that at least is there's a lot information about you sir (laughs) i guess real quick before we officially wrap up this great information video about andy is like we did with all the other past birthday videos is well nicole what is your favorite memory with andy oh shit i was not prepared for this (laughs) i think one of my favorite memories that i have with andy is probably when i went to the ghost of ohio tour that was a time that was a really hard time because me and you know my grandfather had just passed away and so that was something that like my mom and I were really looking forward to just to kind of like a little pick me up in a way mm-hmm. and I remember you know my mom and I met Andy separately but you know she when she met him she told him everything that had happened you know going on and he did send his sincere apologies but meeting him again that year especially with everything that went on it meant a lot to me and because you know he remembered me you know he said it's so great to see you again and he started talking about all of my tattoos and he literally asked me he's like okay what new tattoo do you have now (laughs) and I'm just like bam right here you know this one my coffin one I can get to it Ah, I was like that one right there and so it just and we had like the greatest conversation it was actually funny because the beginning of the conversation he had something in his eye so majority of our conversation was about what was going in his eye I'm literally sitting here like do you want me to blow in it (laughs) I can get it out for you it was a really meaningful time to meet him again and just the fact that he was so curious about like my tattoos and everything it meant a lot to me and it's it's a memory that I definitely favorite a lot what was what is your favorite memory with Andy Well, my memory, unfortunately, did not happen in person. This was virtually, but it meant a lot to me, though. As you know, Nicole, you were part of my personal channel when I did the BBB stories and everything. Mm -hmm. And again, Chris, thank you so much for sharing that. That does mean a lot. And, you know, here I was just like ready, like I was already happy that, you know, fans were enjoying it and so the videos were out and I was just hoping that, you know, I was, you know, that fans like, oh, I hope maybe Andy can see this or something. And, you know, I kind of accepted the fact like he's not, he might hear about it, but he's not going to watch it. After like helping out with starting to help out with Blackfoot Brides with their TikTok account just a little bit here and there, I, you know, I DM'd him on Twitter saying like, thank you so much. Uh, I was because. I just like, thank you so much for trusting me and stuff and everything. And the videos were out of the VBB stories and I just sent them the link to it and told them I was talking to Chris and everything about it. And I left it at that thinking like, 
at most he's going to see it, not click at it. But then I got a response from him and holy cow, I was freaking out. And, and this is what he said. So he said, Hey Ruth, I finally had a chance to watch the full videos. I just want to thank you again for doing this and for everyone in the videos, sharing their stories. Some, sometimes when you create, create art and put it out into the world, it's hard to, uh, grab how it affects people and hear these stories of how these bands and song have shaped so many people in a positive ways just makes me so incredibly happy and thankful all I've ever wanted since a kid was to be part of something and to hopefully create a community where people had the some sort of struggles that I had to deal with in my life could feel that they weren't alone and see how much BBB has meant to everyone in these videos is just amazing please share my sincere thank you with everyone in these videos once again i can't tell you how much we appreciate the work you're doing i mean i admit i was screaming and crying at the same time reading that and um in one episode of the andy show someone sent him the link to these videos and he shouted me out in the andy show and that was a good time because i was dealing with some bullshit with my ex and everything so I was just kind of like in a mentally not a good place and here I was watching the Andy show and he's like some fans send me these links from Ruth and I just want to advocate please go watch these videos I enjoy watching these videos thank you to all the fans who were so nice and everything to be in these part of these side project that Ruth did and everything and I was crying like a little baby because because here I was thinking like, I'm just going to make these videos happen. If I get two fans, awesome. No, I got more than two fans. Thank you again, Chris. And then the fact that Angie actually saw them and just, yeah. <laughs> I am so much an emotional person. Stop it, Ruth. <laughs> hey, it's never a bad thing though. Yeah, I would say that was my favorite memory. <laughs> so. no, I think that's an, that's actually an incredible memory to have to be honest that's one that I know that you will cherish forever (laughs) Andy if there's a chance that you are watching this video I just want to wish you the utmost happiest of all birthdays I hope that it is spent literally exactly how you want it with your loved ones and you just have the most blissful time I just think it's amazing the amount of support that you have gotten throughout the entire years of you starting Blackville Bride. The fact that you have had support from your peers, from loved ones, from family, it's truly incredible. And I know that, of course, you have the support from all your fans as well. I'm so happy with how proud everyone is of you. And in case if you haven't heard it from any of us fans, We are all so proud of you and how far you have come. We just want to thank you so much for starting Blackville Brides and staying true and genuine to who you are. Because of you, you've created a voice for all of us who couldn't speak for ourselves. And for that, not only are we proud of you, but we are so eternally grateful for everything that you have done. And we look forward to what you possess in the future. Yes, Andy. I know this episode's coming way before your birthday, but happy early birthday, happy birthday, happy late birthday, just happy birthday in general. Honestly, like Nicole kind of said it all, but we are the fans, the army are so like supportive and proud of you. And we're so thankful and grateful for everything that you have done for BBB, for yourself, and just for us. I mean, you have created 
a community for us, the misfits, the outcasts, to be a family. Like, you don't know, like, the fandom of the army are just supportive of one another. And that's rare to find in fandoms these days. And just thank you for all the hard work, for everything that you do, from all the side projects, the songs, the music, the comic books, jewelry, a clothing line. Just thank you so much. Like it means the world. And like, we see how much work and effort you put into it. And again, just thank you for sharing all that you do share. Cause I know sometimes it can be rough or stressful or and stuff, but like, just know that again, like Nicole said, like, we are so proud of you. You deserve everything. You have worked so hard. You've had so much support from your family and obviously the fandom too. And I just, I can't emphasize again, just thank you. Just seriously, thank you so much for everything. And if by any chance you are watching this, we hope we got most of the facts right here and everything from reading your book. Again, you gave us a lot of information, sir. But seriously, Andy, just thank you so much. You are seriously one of the kindest, purest, genuine people, person, men, whatever, human being. I have ever met and I'm so excited to see what you have in store for yourself for BBB next year and next tour and everything again just thank you so much and happy birthday Andy we are here at the end guys we hope you enjoyed this episode again a lot of information's out there about this man but again we went to the main source when we thought it would be best to get it his amazing book again if you haven't gotten it please go get it. You can find it on Amazon or at the Rare Bird Company. I can't remember the company's name again. I think you're right, Rare Bird. Rare Bird, but it's an amazing book and just there's so much information about Andy. And again, I can't emphasize it. Like he is such an incredible person, honestly. You know, and one thing that I completely forgot actually is I do want to just say thank you, Andy, for even (laughs) writing this book. I mean- Thank you for inviting us into your life. Like we gain a little bit of extensive knowledge and that's not something that we get from a lot of our heroes that we look up to. So the fact that you were willing to give us that invitation, like we appreciate it. We do. Once again, BBB Army, thank you for watching this video. And just a quick reminder, yes, this is our last episode for 2022. It's it is, bizarre that 2023 is, is just around the corner. It's just around the corner. And yes, like I said in the beginning, we are going to be taking the next two weeks off just due to the holidays. It gets very stressful and busy, I should say, for both of us. So we are going to be taking the next two weeks off. We apologize. We're sorry. But expect to see us on January 4th. Is that right, Nicole? I believe so. Yes, January 4th, which we have another special episode planned for that day, too. Oh, yes, we do. Back to back. <laughs> yep. And possibly a third. Back possibly to back a third, to back. yeah. There's a lot we have in store, but we are excited for a new year with this channel, guys. Thank you so much for all the support with this channel for this year. Seriously, it means a lot. And we definitely have plans in the work for next year for this channel and everything. Guests, fans, and everything. And we're working hard on it and everything. So again, just thank you so much for everything for this channel, guys. It means a lot to us. And... Again, please follow our social media platforms. Everything will be in the description below. Enjoy the holidays, BBB Army. Happy holidays from us to you. We really hope you guys enjoy the holidays. 
take some time off, relax, be with your fur babies, friends, and family. Enjoy the holidays. Mm -hmm. We hope you guys get all the Blackville Bride merchandise you've been wanting. Mm, 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 mm. Hot topic. Go, 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 go. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God. The stuff they've been coming out with now. I'm like, you're wearing the earrings right now. There you go. Mm. (laughs) Always like this is now going to be like an everyday thing. (laughs) Yes. So we will see you guys in the new year. We love you. Thank you again for all the support. And with that, 2023. (laughs) We'll catch you next year. Mm, 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 mm. Goodbye. Happy holidays.